Hey there, this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Life topics the way I see them. I'm your host, Nina Perez. I am here to challenge and transform your thinking. No excuses. Let's do this. Hi there, this is Nina Perez at Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. It is so nice to see you or um, be able to be on here with you. And um, I'm coming out for a couple of things. Um... There's some things that have been on my heart because I was going through some of my journals. But before I get started with that, let me get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. If you haven't gotten uh, my book, it is called Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Overcame a Hard-Hitting Life with Nina Perez, N-E-E-N-A-P-E-R-E-Z. I'm on Amazon and um, really anywhere ebooks are sold, Barnes & Noble, all of that great stuff. So if you haven't picked up my book yet, please do. Um, I've been getting very... Um, very amazing uh, feedback from people about how it's encouraging them to step out on in their truth and to step out and to not be ashamed of things that have happened to them, to be encouraged by things that they have gone through. Um, I can't believe the amount of people that have been abused um, and how many people have come to me to tell me, um, you know, my uncle did this to me, my father did this to me, my brother did this to me. It's just pretty Im- amazing um, what happens when you are able to um, conquer the fear of being judged and then all of a sudden you are now uh, standing in this thing that is really scary when you go out to tell the truth about all the stuff that has happened to you and what you've been through right and I went ahead and put it in a book and then publicized it Um, but you know what Um, it has set me free um, for a lot of reasons and uh, the biggest reason was to get rid of shame in my life I had quite a bit of it um, that, you know, compounded. It just kind of like all went on top of each other. Um, It started, you know, when I was a kid. And if you read my book, you know my story. And then as I got older, then just making very poor and um, bad decisions that have hurt me throughout my life. You know, I'm a grown behind woman now. I'm in my 40s. But that doesn't mean that we don't still carry stuff that people have done to us when maybe when we were a kid or maybe what happened yesterday, right? I think that if you carried it more than uh, an hour, you've carried it too long. Um, And then there's that point where you are full of all of this shame that doesn't even belong to you. It's not even your shame. You shouldn't even have the shame. Um, I hope you guys can hear me okay. Um, So um, I um, came on here for a couple of things, but there's been one thing that um, has been on my heart. And that was in my book, I did write a little bit about it, but I never went into it completely. And um, it is about um, the fact that I used to be into the occult, um, I used to be into Santeria. Um, and Santeria, for those of you who do not know, um, it is a occultic uh, religion or occult religion that worships saints and um, not not any saints that you kind of really heard of. It's more like African saints, right? So uh, we have um, high priestess and high priests um, that, you know, basically um, they do these uh, big parties where they all dress in white and they pretty much get like demonically possessed and they just like uh, go around and lay hands on people. And it's a very um, dark 
religion. But when I was in it, I thought that it was a religion of light, right? Because that's what you do. You get, you know, you, you kind of just make things out to be what you want them to be, um, to be quite honest. And I think that's what I did. I wanted it to be something that I was seeking and, um, and something that I thought was beneficial to my life. And it wasn't. And I did it for four years. I was in that religion. And in that religion, I, um, had rituals that I had to do. Um, and some of them were long rituals, which were seven or nine days, depending on the, the demon. I want to say demon because I don't want to confuse people by saying saints, but that's what they call them, right? Saints or spirits um, that would last either seven days, nine days, 14 days, 21 days. It depends on what your need was and and how much you wanted to get into this, um, the ritual, right? Uh, when you wanted this um you know, spirit guide or whatever to answer your prayers. And the the way that this religion works is that you honestly are duped into thinking that you're praying to these um, basically intercessors that um, go from you to Jesus and they go to Jesus and, and that's how your message is then delivered. Right. Um, so I did that for four years. I was seeking something. I was born and raised Catholic it didn't really do anything for me. I mean, I, 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 I'm not speaking for all Catholics. I'm speaking for myself. Um, but I um, started as a Catholic, and um, I did my communion and my confirmation, and did the prayers, and you know, prayed to Mary, and did all of those things that you know a good Catholic does. Um, but you know, at the same time, I was going through really dark things. I, you know, I had a stepfather who was molesting me. I, you know, didn't feel loved. I felt rejected. I felt neglected. Um, biological father who never claimed me, you know, so I had my own little issues that I was going through. And so maybe that had something to do also with not connecting with God. And also the fact that, you know, Catholicism for me was very repetitive and I didn't feel like I was getting anything from it. Um, so as I got older, you know, as most of us do, we go our own way. We start, um, you know, doubting everything and we get taught things uh, about creation and um, all the other religions in the world and, you know, spirituality and how to connect to the world and how to connect to the universe and all that great stuff. And, and I did that for a while. And, um, you know, so getting into a um, religion uh, that you know, pray to saints wasn't really far-fetched. It wasn't foreign. Um, so I think the only thing that was foreign was, you know, getting the fact that you had to pray to these uh, saints in specific ways. I had to go to, the, they call them botanicas. And botanicas where you go and you get, you know, your candles, the ashes that you need, uh, the, the rum, the, you know, whatever it is that you need for this particular um, spirit or saint because each particular spirit or saint had their own things that they liked um you know I've gone to um tarot card readings and bone readings what is a bone reading well this guy um uh, took a bowl of like chicken bones and stuff like that I think it was chicken bones and he put them in a in a bowl and he like shook them up and there was candles and incense everywhere the whole room was covered wall to wall with different statues and saints like covered wall to wall and some of them very demonic there was like snakes and dragons and like you know evil um 
it just like evil presence and I don't even know how to explain it. I just know that I walked in like this. Ooh, this, um, yeah, this is deep, you know? So I did that for four years. And I remember that the guy who was guiding me through all of this, he was a, he was a really nice guy. I really liked him, but he was, he was deep into this. And so he was teaching me, right? I mean, and the way that the religion tricks you is that you, you use the well, the book that I had that they recommended for me to use was a book of Psalms, but not from the Bible. It was literally its own printed book that said Psalms on it. And that book you had to use certain ways to manipulate the spirit that you wanted to go and, you know, basically pray to them to manipulate whatever it is you wanted, right? Um, so I did this for four years. And I remember putting candles all around me. And I remember, you know, getting all the incense. And I remember getting all the candles. And I can tell you that I open doors to things I shouldn't have opened doors to. And I know a lot of people, you know, kind of fight and don't believe in things like, you know, spirits or demons or, you know, um, you know, anything like that. But I'm going to tell you that it is true. I mean, those things do exist. And the reason I say that my kids can verify, because when we were when they were younger is when I was doing this. And I remember us sitting at the dinner table sometimes and we're sitting there and a door would fly open or a curtain would fly open or, you know, the door would slam or whatever it was. And the kids are like, mom, the spirits are here again. And I'm like, oh, I know. Just close the door. It's fine. You know, they're, they're here to help us. And we, we lived like that for a while. But I tell you that I did, I went through like these many plagues, if you will, was, which was really weird. And, um, you know, I, I, it was just really weird. So I remember one time I'm like washing dishes and I'm sitting there and I'm praying in my head, uh, not really to God, cause I know there's a God, but I have to pray to my spirit guide to pray to God, you know, that type of thing. And I'm praying and all of a sudden the window outside of my, you know, kitchen gets like pitch black. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it must be raining. Like there must be a big cloud outside. So I pushed the curtain open and the entire windows are covered with bees, like covered with bees. I freaked out and made sure all my windows in my house were closed. And I, it was, it was bad. And I was afraid because I actually am afraid of bees. So that was really scary, right? So that, that happened. They kind of came and, and kind of went almost as quickly as they came, which was really strange. And then, um, so I kind of took that as, well, maybe it's just, you know, a fluke. Maybe there was just like a, a herd of bees, if that's even a thing, um, flying by or something, you know, so but then I started to get um, infested with moths out of nowhere in my closets, in my TV, in my VCR. Yeah, I'm dating myself um, in my um, furniture, in my rugs. I mean, thousands of moths and I couldn't get rid of them. And so I started to, you know, trying to get rid of them, trying to get rid of them, trying to kill them all, trying to kill them. All. It took me months to do. And then after I got rid of all of these moths um, that were invest and infestating my home, then all of a sudden it was flies and I had hundreds of of flies. I was always killing flies and I couldn't figure it out. And I, I was putting those little st sticky strips. They were getting full every night. 
I was throwing them out. I was spraying. I was doing everything I could to get rid of all of these flies. And it took months upon months. And I remember my brother coming to stay with me for a while. And he was like, what do you have so many flies? I said, I don't know. And I remember him um, sleeping in the living room. And he literally had to sleep with the sheets over his um, over his face because there were so many flies. He couldn't sleep from all of the buzzing and the noise from all of these flies that were um, infested my home and then um after that was roaches roaches i mean hundreds of roaches we would close the um we would close the door and shut off the lights to go to sleep at night and i would wake up in the middle of the night just to go get like a glass of water turn on the lights in the entire kitchen next to the kids bedroom full of roaches so then we went through like thousands of roaches and it was roaches then you know before that was the flies and before that was the moths and before that was the bees and I just I never understood that I was always thinking like what is this what is this you know I didn't I didn't know um when I spoke to my my guide in the religion of Santeria you know he was like well you know you need a house cleansing you need to cleanse your house and I'm like well how do I do that oh we're gonna come and we take uh, blood from a chicken and we clean up the floors and we you know the whole floor the whole house has to be cleaned up with chicken blood and and I'm like this is crazy I'm not doing I am not putting no blood in my house that's crazy right but um, I didn't let them uh, just let me throw that out there I did not let them but I still was steeped deep in the religion and I remember one day out of severe depression because the reason I even started to seek this dep- this um, religion is because of a severe depression that I went through when my ex-husband just kind of got up and left us just left me and the boys for another woman and literally just left left just got up one day I need to find myself and never came back and I was such in a severe state of depression that I I didn't know what to do and so I was seeking and then that's what I seeked I I was looking I was looking for something and um, the the gentleman that I was talking to um, that was a friend of mine and you know he he um, was steeped in this religion I was talking to him on the phone I was telling him about what my husband did and all this other stuff and he's like oh you need to pray to Oshun and and, you know, to see a Baba Lao and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, what is that? Oh, you know, this is a high priest. And this is um, uh, Oshun is this very powerful um, African saint that you can pray to that will do, you know, amazing things for your home and blah, blah, blah. Well, so I was like, OK, I mean, that sounds good, right? I mean, you, you put, you know, like all this stuff over your door and you put an egg under your bed. And, you know, those of you who have been in Santeria or have had family in this occult, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, but, yeah, I got I got into all of that. And I just I'll never remember this experience because this experience kind of still this to this day blows my mind. But I was in the kitchen praying. I had put the kids to sleep. I put the candles up in front of me. I had the water and all this other stuff that you have to put to do these rituals and um it was a summer day I remember it being super hot in the house it was like really hot but I'm like all right I stopped to turn on the candle because I gotta pray and I turned on the candle to pray and the house dropped to like zero degrees as I'm praying white smoke is coming out of my mouth and I my whole body from head to toe was freezing cold and I felt something standing behind me but I dare not look I did not look I never looked I never turned around because all of the hairs in my back stood to attention and the fact that I was talking and white smoke was coming out of my mouth because it was so cold 
I shut my mouth and I stopped. I stopped praying. I was like, ah, uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And then I'm like, uh, I got extremely uh, fearful. Um, and so therefore, I stopped, I stopped. Um, I stopped praying. And I was like, Okay, I'm gonna have to call my friend and ask him what's going on. And he's like, Oh, the spirits came to visit you and so on. So here's the deal. I was in this religion for like I said, four to five years, I think it was four. And um, I thought that I was doing everything okay. I thought that I was doing what I was supposed to be doing for my family. I thought that I was supposed to be doing everything I was doing for my kids and for finances, right? Because you pray for finances and you pray for favor and you pray for the universe to hear what you have to say. And you, you know, you pray, um, you pray for these spirits to intercede on your behalf. I could tell you those were the worst, most depressing, anxiety filled, um, lack years of my life. And I kid you not when I say that. Even my kids went through a lot of different emotions um, with me being in this religion. And it wasn't until and I, I don't know what to say to you. It's not a cliche. It wasn't until Jesus saved me. The way he did it was amazing. Like I just remember the day that I was praying to uh, this time it was Oshun and I had his statue. And I had the black candle for him and the um, the Jesus candle because the candle. I don't know. You guys see them in the supermarket. They're the long candles with Jesus there with the heart and the thorns around the heart. And that uh, candle was for Jesus because I have to pray for him first, pray for the spirit first to then intercede and pray for Jesus. And I remember that I was about to light the candle to Jesus when I looked at the picture and I said, I, I think I'm doing something wrong. I, I think something's wrong. I don't understand what's happening to me right now. I blew out the um, the match. I blew it out and I was like, I, I'm doing something wrong. I didn't even, I'm sorry, I didn't even get to light up the first candle. I, I'm doing something wrong. And I was like, what, what's, what's happening? I don't understand what's happening. I started to freak out because it was almost like something was pulled out of my eyes and I couldn't see what was happening. And so because I couldn't see what was happening, I just... Um, I start. I started panicking. I didn't know what to do. So I, I literally laid on the floor and just bawled my eyes out and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried because I honestly, I was at my wit's end. I was praying for like financial favor. I was praying for money. I was praying for um, my children. I was praying for, you know, um, my, my mindset because I felt like I was going a little crazy with depression and anxiety. At this point, I started dating my now husband. Um, so he was a, a beacon of light in this darkness. But I just remember he just stepped back and let me do this religion, even though he was completely against it. And um, and I just threw myself on the floor and started crying. And that was on December 9th, 2001. And the reason I remember that day so vividly was because the next day, December 10th, 2001, my house burned down and um, the room that used to be my kid's room had a big hole in it in the apartment. It was middle of winter. It was December. It was freezing. Um, my kids were home. Thank God they ran outside. And I just remember looking at that hole and saying, God, if this is you, this isn't funny. This isn't funny. What are, what's going on right now? And of course, I call my friend and he's like, you know, it's those spirits. You turned your back on them because you didn't finish your ritual and so on and so forth. And I always did this religion based in fear. But I will tell you this, that scary enough, 
um, even though I don't, you know, when, and the, the story goes on to be a bit longer, you know, after God did that to me and I, I, the house was on fire and all that. I mean, the testimony that comes from that is just unbelievable because that's how I found Jesus and, um, finding Jesus to me was life transforming, life transforming. Um, but you know, you know, I, I am also waking up again and not, not away from Jesus. So don't get me wrong. That's not where I'm going. But, um, you know, I realized that the occult practices of like, you know, name it and claim it and put it in the universe and, you know, all that kind of stuff and meditation and, and auras and chakras and, you know, tarot card readings and all that stuff. It's found its way in the church. And I'm just like now looking and going, wow, we're in trouble. Um, especially since I like read an article, I forgot where it was about, um, divinity cards, which are cards that are, um, uh, instead of being, um, uh, translated or given to you by demons, which is tarot cards, they're given to you by angels. Um, so I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what we're doing. I just know, I just understand that I am waking up to the fact that I need to really be truth with who I am and in my faith. And that's where I'm going with this. So I hope that um, this is spoken to someone. If you are in any kind of um, a cult or any kind of a religion um, and that you feel, you know, it definitely something's off and you haven't even investigated that religion to see if it's even authentic because that's what happened, right? Like even after I left, I had to start investigating what am I doing what am I worshiping who am I um like really praying to what is this and it wasn't until I started to wake up and realize that what I was doing was completely wrong I had to repent of that and turn away from that in order for me to move forward and you know what because of that transformation in my life I'm not going to tell you that things were easy but depression lifted anxiety anxiety lifted um that anger and that frustration and all of that stuff in my life lifted in a big way because I realized that I am uh, I am covered. I am a child of God and that God does love me. And I realized that I didn't need um, these fake, you know, demonic um, rituals to be in my life. What I needed was God. I just didn't know that. I just didn't know that. You know, you go from, you know, being raised in something to becoming agnostic, not even knowing that there really is a God to then getting into a completely uh, occult, you know, mentality, right? And then you realize, what am I doing? And that's when you wake up. And when you realize the truth, when you realize the truth. Um, so I hope that this has encouraged someone to take a look at what they're looking at and take a look at what they're listening to. Take a look at what it is that you are um, experiencing. Um, you know, to me, I opened up a lot of doors that caused a lot of you know, scary damage in my house. And I pray that um, all those things that I've opened, all those doors that I've opened have been closed in Jesus name. And that's just really what I wanted to talk about. I don't know why that's so heavy on my heart. But I think it's because um, people deal with this. I think people really do deal with 
occult mentalities or um, different occults that they've been a part of. People deal with this in a real way. Nobody wants to talk about it unless they're also in the cult with you and then they, you feel more comfortable. Nobody likes talking about this kind of stuff, but it's in my book. I mean, I didn't hide it. I just wanted to tell you what I went through and what I've gone through um, to... Um, you know, to kind of get myself out of that. And I encourage you, I encourage you that if you're listening to things that are pulling you in a different direction than what the word of God says, can you please just take a look at it and say, you know what, you know, why is this happening? Why am I, why am I thinking this, but this is happening? And why would God let this happen if that is happening? Because I think that we're being duped. I think we're being hoodwinked sometimes by the way that we are being taught when we're not being taught the right things and so therefore we are expecting things that we shouldn't be or claiming things that maybe are not for us to claim and we're just taking and stripping um from for me what I'm starting to wake up to see is that we're stripping God of all of who he is and making ourselves God right now we can name it and claim it and have the power and authority and we can do it and we can put it in the universe and we can grab it and put it back and, and then when it doesn't happen discouragement happens and depression comes in and anxiety comes in and worry and frustration and and you find yourself in this dark place and that's where I was like wait a minute I've been praying and praying and praying and laying hands and praying and nothing's happening what's up with that and I realized because I'm not freaking God and I need to stop acting like I am and just understand that I am not God and it's okay thank God I'm not God right but that you know we need to just like let God be God and know that God God can do all things God can do all things and we need to understand that we are just to love one another love the Lord our God with all our hearts with all our minds with all our soul with all our strength and when I say that I mean intellectually right loving God doesn't mean that you float around like a little fairy and not you know and not even realize what you're worshiping and what you're doing you know you do it intellectually somebody's going to teach you something you learn about it you find out the truth about it you go get historical um, events about it you do what you got to do to make sure that you are being taught the truth and I, that's not just in religion that's in life right sometimes we just repeat things that people say and we just make it our mantra and it's Bull crap, and then we're just sitting there like, wow, I, I used to think like that. Like sometimes I think about the things I used to think about, and I'm sitting there like, I used to think like that. What is my problem? Well, my problem was is that I was lazy. I didn't want to do any of the work for myself. I didn't want to have to go and do this. I didn't want to have to go and you know find out and investigate for myself. I didn't want to do that, and so therefore, if I you know, I'll just just believe what everybody tells me. Oh, that's what the word says. All right. And never, never investigate that for myself. No, life should not be that way. You know, if somebody said to you, if you have a child and somebody said to you, you know, well, you know, your child has, I don't know, uh, cancer, your child has cancer. This is what we're going to do. You're telling me that you're not going to go for a second opinion. I think you would. I think you would because you would say to yourself, well, just want to make 100% sure that what this doctor is telling me is the truth because it doesn't line up with the symptoms that my child is having. You know, he's telling me my child has cancer when, when you know, he just has sniffles. What is going on, right? So why would you investigate that? Because it's important. Because it's important. And that's what I want you to do when it comes to your faith, when it comes to, you know, um, the things that you believe, the things that you are planting yourself on moral, you know, like absolutes, like this is what it is, right? You have to be able to think 
and know and follow and, and, and really analyze in your mind what is happening, right? So I went on a tangent. I'm very sorry. That's just what I'm passionate about. So I hope to see some of you guys um, tomorrow. I'm sorry, not tomorrow, Saturday. What am I talking about? I hope to see you on Saturday the 13th um, at Zodi's. Um, that's where I will have uh, will be talking. And um, I will be there in Stamford um, at Zodi's. And I'm trying to get this on for tea time and fellowship and networking. And it's going to be there from 1030 to 2 p.m. Um, at Zodi's. Uh, I think it's like a golf course that's over there in Norwalk. I mean, I'm in Stanford. So I hope that you guys will come. I hope that you will come and, and join all the other women that are going to be there. I think it's going to be great conversation. Um, so if you guys have any questions, anything that you want to throw at me, any kind of stories you want to share about the occult in your life, or maybe doors that have been opened that were demonic that you've seen happen in your life because I know that a lot of people don't want to talk about this because we don't want to act like it happens it absolutely does happen it absolutely does happen and I bet you that a lot of you out there have these kind of stories not just me so thank you so much for listening I thank you with all of my heart I am Nina Perez and this is straight talk no sugar added I hope you have a phenomenal week BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.